0: Marshall, baby, I gotta, I gotta take a break from these horrible horror movies, man. It's killing me.
1: What are you talking about, man? We just hit two hundred. We're on a roll, man. We can't break it up now. Don't break the stride.
0: I know, I know, but man, I need some humor. I need some light in my life. Something fun and funny.
1: God damn it! You want some fun? You say. Well, how about how about repossessed? How about student bodies? How about scary movie? Yeah, yeah. Let's do all three. All three, you say? Well, you want it, you fucking got it. watch them so you don't have to. So you know what time it is.
0: Horror, horror. So bad and scary.
1: What's up, Moon Goons? Welcome to a little bonus special episode of the Horrible Horror Podcast, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies, movies so bad, they're scary. I'm your host, Mr. Marshall Hampton. With me, as always, is my buddy, my co-host, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Aaron, how are you doing on this evening?
0: I'm feeling pretty good, man. I just got off work and I'm drinking. Yes. I'm drinking heavily. I got myself my Piasol Pilsner. I got my handle of Jim Beam. And I got... Some movies that I enjoyed watching thoroughly,
1: and I too—ah, there we go. I will be drinking to join you uh, as I pop open a deuce, a a twenty-four can, double can of the old Coors Light, kind of our Anytime, our official, unofficial beer of the show, I guess.
0: <laughs> Anytime I hear deuce, it always makes me think of like poop. <laughs> um, take a deuce.
1: But this this episode came about because uh, this is kind of uh, Aaron uh, wanted to do a little something different, um, and he wanted to kind of talk. We kind of want to talk about the horror spoof movies out there. So um, I figured if we're gonna do this, we should do more than just one and kind of talk about it more as, as a genre than just as an individual movie. And we picked three movies from three different decades, so they kind of cover a, a, a large span and kind of you know try to get an overall. Uh, you know, kind of cover the field, if you will, um, different types of, of spoofs. So, like I said in the intro, we start, we watched repossessed, uh, student bodies, and scary movie. We're going to start off with repossessed because uh, that was that's the one that kind of led us to do this idea, and that's the one Aaron really was most excited about. Uh, yeah. So we're going to we're going to start with that, and these aren't going to be like normal episodes. We're not going to do a full fucking rundown or review, uh, uh or, you know, play by play of the movies. We're just going to basically kind of talking about we'll talk a little bit about some facts of the movie and uh just about it as it is uh and then we'll we'll, know, we'll kind of give our thoughts on it and, and, and our impressions so uh let's, before we get i'm sorry go ahead
0: i've always been a huge fan of the spoof movie period huge fan of airplane the naked gun series uh national lampoon's uh loaded weapon uh, the list goes on all the Mel Brooks films. I mean, I, am a fan of all these, that this genre quite a bit. So when you can blend it with horror movies, I really have a lot of fun watching these. Uh, and I think it's, uh, it's, it's an, it's a sub genre of horror in a way, uh, especially if it's done right.
1: See, I, I'm kind of on the opposite of the, I normally don't like spoof movies. I, to me, I've always kind of found them as a waste of time. I don't really care for them too much. Um, I don't know. I just, but, you know, but it is, it is, uh, you know, it is related to horror. So it is something we can't talk about and, and probably should be talked about a little bit. Um, Here's, so a, we're gonna here's, here's, here's a question for you. Yeah. Do you like
0: Weird Al Yankovic?
1: You know, as I think as a kid, I kind of did, you know, like when I was maybe like 13, 12, 13, somewhere around there. But I don't know. I mean, I, I pre, you know, I respect the man for his decrees had and what he's done, but I don't really like i own any of his albums or like listen to his music or anything like that uh so i, I don't really know i, I just i, I don't know. i went
0: i went bananas for him when i was a kid and i feel like he was the one that kind of opened the door to the spoof genre the spoof world uh through weird al i found things like the, the zucker brothers and mel um, um why, why am i gonna say mel gibson not mel gibson um mel brooks <laughs> um been drinking a little bit and uh, I've just had so much fun with those movies. Such a good time. Um, and I feel like their heyday was definitely the 80s uh, and early 90s. And then yeah. once they went to the 2000s, like, I feel like Scary Movie did okay with it. But we'll get into that. But after that, it just felt like it all just shit the bed.
1: Well, I also think the quality went down um, as well. I mean, well. We'll talk to you when we get to Scary Movie and we get to the 2000s. We're kind of going to go... We're going to start 90 and go back in time and then forward in time. We, if we should do this in chronological order, but I think we're just going to start with Repossessed. Um, uh, like I said, that was made in 1990, which honestly, when it, when I first, I didn't realize it was a 1990 movie. I thought it was more late 80s, not actual 1990 itself. Um, but it was written and directed by Bob Logan. Uh, and again, I always thought this was a Mel Brooks movie, but it's not. Uh, that's just my ignorance. I thought it was Mel Brooks. I just assumed it was, um, but it, it, it is not. Uh, it stars Leslie Nielsen, Linda Blair, and Ned Beatty, uh, along with Anthony Stark. Um, it's rated PG-13, which is really odd and makes it a very rare PG-13 rated movie because it has several nudity scenes and nudity flashes in it for a PG-13 for the, movie. But the, titties, but the amount of titties you get in this movie,
0: it's like, wow, that's yeah. really pushing the on PG-13. Yeah, you get
1: titties and ass shots. like That alone should be making it... Well, maybe not the ass, but the titties alone should be making it R for the most part. But I guess in you know, again 1990, I think films you know, in the ratings sport was a little more laxed, I guess. I can um,
0: think of three separate titty shots and like boot butt butt shots. You know, yeah. like three separate shots and two butt shots, all of like pretty smoke show gals. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I'm like, holy shit, that's that's pretty wild. But I think on the other side of that coin. This particular movie has, I think zero deaths, zero kills.
1: Yeah. No kills. Like nobody dies. There's no yeah. blood. There's no gore. None of that. Um, uh, this movie made only uh, just a smidge over a million dollars at the box office. Uh, this opening weekend was in summer, September 16th of 1990. And it on uh, opening weekend. It only made $266,975 <laughs> opening weekend. Um, uh, some other things about it. IMDb gives it a four point nine out of ten. uh, Ron, Tama- yeah, Ron Tomatio audience score is only thirty six percent, and okay. it has a big fat zero percent on the thermometer. So it joins a very limited and prestigious zero percent club, along with movies we've done on the show, including Slaughter High, Silent Night, Deadly Night Two, Leprechaun Two, Troll Two, and I and I'll always know what you did last summer. We're all a fat Egg, He just like dropped the egg, the, the goose, the uh, uh, the fat zero on the t- on the old thermometer, the uh, goose deuce. the goose deuce. uh, but Amazon, which is more viewer related, not critics related, rated Amazon, it's a four and a half, four and a half out of five wow. on Amazon. Wow. So, um, as Aaron mentioned earlier, I, I I think when it comes to the humor of this one, it is very uh, airplane esque in the humor. I think in the way it's done. For those who are familiar with airplane, some of the younger people might not be, but Inky it guns, yeah, very <laughs> that. Um, Linda Blair plays our lead character, you know, it's, it's and for, again, if you don't know for some reason, this movie is basically a spoof, almost a sequel, if you will, like kind of a spoof <laughs> sequel of, of The Exorcist. Uh, Linda Blair plays our lead character Nancy, uh, which is weird because in The Exorcist, her character name was Reagan. So we kind of, we have a Nancy Reagan connection here going on. Um, so that that's kind of it, but it, I mean, it. You know, let's talk about this now. So again, some of these movies are really hard to talk about or kind of talk uh, through because spoof movies, there's so much jokes going on and so much, so much are so visual and it's like, you can't really do it justice trying to explain it. So,
0: I, yeah, I agree. Because we were talking about just doing Repossessed by Itself. And after I watched it, I'm like, dude, we can't, we can't do that because I think it was supposed to be my episode. Like I was going to lead it, but it's like yeah. it's like a joke machine gun. It's like it's just constant bam, 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 and we're in audio format. So if I have to explain all the gags that are happening, it's going to take an hour twenty minute film and turn it into a two and a half hour podcast.
1: Maybe even more because that's just trying to explain the jokes visually or you know visual jokes in an audio in an audio format, um, but. So yeah, it basically, it, it, unlike other spoof movies, this one pretty much only spoofs The Exorcist. It doesn't spoof yeah. like a whole genre or 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 several movies like a lot of the other ones do. It's it pretty much it's just spoofing The Exorcist, uh, and you get a lot of the you know the the gags, you know the, the the green the head spin, the the green pea suit vomit. Um, uh, Leslie Nielsen plays the character Father May I. Uh, yes, it, you may. Yeah, yes, you may. Of course, that you know. Um, so, um, I don't really know where else to go with this. I mean, it, it's it's so there's so many jokes and gags flying at you, and that I do think that. Um, I'll say what I, what, I, what I, one of the gags I did like uh, is the gym scene. There's the girl in the gym working on the butterfly machine, and her tits just just keeping bigger and bigger with each like rep. And well, you know who that? What did you say?
0: You know who that is, right?
1: I don't think I didn't pay attention. I don't remember. I, no.
0: Well, she was just in two of our most recent movies.
1: Uh, well, Julia, I, what Julia
0: Strain? Julia Ju- Ju- Strain.
1: What's- Julie Strain? Yes. That was Julie Strain. Yes. I did not realize that because I yes, think in so the movies we've done, she Julie Strains is as black here, this girl had, was a blonde. So I guess I didn't well, pick up on well, it.
0: So- 90s brother, hair dye is a real thing,
1: yeah. Oh, I get it. I just did pick them up, so that's cool. Okay, so it's Julie Strain, um, but yeah, but it's, her teeth
0: that's three movies in 2020 that she's been in,
1: yeah. Well, I don't know, yeah, that's true. Uh, but anyway, the tits keep getting bigger and bigger until they fucking explode. Uh, unfortunately, you see that off screen, you just hear it explode and a girl scream, but it, it's one of the better gags. Um, my I definitely say my favorite line in the movie is at the very beginning. Where uh, the kids are the the son yells to Dad, mom's humping the priest. For some reason, <laughs> that was like my favorite line of the whole movie. Uh that's um and but overall the best thing in the movie that for me that made it somewhat entertaining, at least I got some enjoyment out of, was uh near in the last like 10, 15 minutes or so where the big showdown starts happening, uh, is the mean Gene Oakland and just the body of Antura doing wrestling commentary on the fight on the movie as it goes along. Yeah. That, was, that was the best part of this movie for me. Loved those two in it. Absolutely loved I, them.
0: And there was a lot of them. They, yeah. they were in there a lot. They were quite a bit. You know, like when she turns into an ice cream cone and goes, lick me, lick me. And Jesse goes, that's the Coney Lingus movie. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, when, when they first pop up, I'm like, oh, okay, that's just going to be like a one-shot, one-scene cameo, and they're going to be done. right? But then when they kept coming back and coming back, and like – I, I was so happy to see them come back because that was really the only thing I really enjoyed about this movie was their banter and their back and forth about, you know, the, the what was happening on screen. So I did really enjoy them in this movie. Um, but uh, overall, though, I mean, I, and we'll come back and talk. I'm sure I'm just kind of going through my notes and what I, I want well, because I don't really know how else to talk about it right now. Uh, overall, I didn't really care for the movie. As a whole, I found myself fairly bored watching it for most of the time. Uh, I hated the musical number at the end. I, got, I really hated that, um, and I didn't think it was I, I didn't think it was that funny overall. And then the humor, they definitely rely way too much, in my opinion, on the sexual humor, like way too much yeah. sexual humor. Which, when it works, some of it okay, some of it was funny when it landed, but some of it just fell flat for me and seemed way too forced. And the non structured humor also felt was just really flattened. I didn't find humorous at all. Like I just, it just wasn't for me. Um, but that, that's my take on it. And, and we, we're we going to talk, I'm sure we can talk a little bit more here about it from get Aaron's perspective uh, for sure. And compared to, but uh, that's just, those were my initial takes on repossessed. So Aaron, what, what's, what's your side of it? I, I know you so, love this movie. So I
0: used to watch this movie quite a bit when I was a kid, this was actually my normal rotation in the early nineties. Um,
1: was it big just to fan. see the titties? Was that the main thing? Was as a kid that, just to that see that some titties? Definitely
0: helped. Definitely helped. Um, and I was always a big fan of Leslie Nielsen. I loved him in the Naked Gun movies. Fucking loved him in the Naked Gun movies. So when I saw things like Spy Hard or um, you know Repossessed, I'm like, fuck yeah, Leslie Nielsen. Now it doesn't have the same comedic value as a Zucker brothers Naked Gun airplane type of movie. But Leslie Nielsen is still playing his deadpan serious straight-faced humor. The funny thing about Leslie Nielsen is that he was actually a very well respected, very well um, you know, appreciated actor during the 60s and like late 50s, early 60s and or during the 60s and 70s. Um, he was even in the Forbidden Planet and it was a very well regarded uh, sci-fi movie and everyone's like, "Man, he does a great job. He killed it. He killed it." Um, but because it was actually he was more respected, he wasn't landing gigs on X Files or Twilight Zone or any of those other like kind of one-off shoots because they're like, oh well he's a respected actor. So he kinda got his rebirth through spoof movies from being a well respected actor saying ridiculous goofy silly things. And that re gave it like a like a phoenix from the ashes, kinda gave him a career back again. Um He's always been a slapstick guy. He's always been someone who I find interesting. Apparently he always used to carry a fart machine with him and like fart during interviews and be completely serious and like hitting the button. That was like one of his favorite things. Actually, on his tombstone, tombstone, it says, here lies Leslie Nielsen. And in quotes, just says, let her rip. So, I mean, the guy is just, he's deadpan humor at its finest. However, I feel like this movie just wasn't as good as Leslie Nielsen is um i think you're right it relies a lot on sexual jokes but even they're just kind of weak yeah um yeah it's, it's 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 okay um i did like the story of training the younger priest uh the ned Beatty character and i love all the scenes at the gym when he goes to get back in shape that's my favorite scene probably is when they're at the gym the whole time plus they played pump up the jam which is pretty awesome yeah uh cover of technotronic but you know it's still okay um, but yeah, after watching it, I was like, Oh yeah, it's, it's, I will say it didn't feel like totally a time capsule of the late eighties, early nineties. Yes. There are certain things they mentioned that are specifically for that time period, but overall, I feel like they did also just tackle pop culture as a whole, which can still translate a little bit today. So I still like it, but after watching it, after several years of not watching, it, I'm like, ugh. Not, not as good as I remember.
1: Doesn't hold up, apparently.
0: Not not as well. No, not. And there's another Leslie Nielsen uh, horror movie that I was talking about doing. And in, in retrospect, I wish we would have done that instead. And that's uh, Dracula Dead and Loving It, which is uh, Mel Brooks uh, kind yeah. of spoofed Joker's Dracula. And that's, I think, and again, I haven't seen that one in a long time either, but I had the feeling that one is a better
1: a better Maybe. Reference. I mean, Mel Brooks is probably at least better. I mean, I know Mel- Spaceballs was success. It's probably one of the few spoofs I can, I have some fond memories of but even then I mean even for Spaceballs I'm not that big of a sp- fan of it but um, how dare you I know I know I think my problem with spoof movies when I was a kid especially with Spaceballs and uh, some of the other ones I felt like as a kid I didn't understand the fact that I spoofed I guess right, more of an homage but um I thought that they took like, I loved Star Wars so much still do like Star Wars was my thing as a kid And when I saw a spoof, I was like, Oh great. It's going to be like star Wars. Awesome. I I thought, you know, and I thought that, and it were like making fun of star Wars. Like not. And I I guess that pissed me off. I was like, how dare you make fun of star Wars? What's like, fuck you, you know? But I didn't get it. I guess at the time that they they were making fun of it, but they were doing it in like a, you know, like we love this movie, but we're getting, you know, like in a good way type thing. Um, but I, maybe a form of flattery, a form of flattery. yes, Yes. Yes. Thank you. Um so, yeah, maybe a Mel Brooks one would be better, but I do think... And the reason we didn't do two... Because I know we talked about this for the listeners. Like, Aaron and I went back and forth on this. I'm like, I didn't want to do two Leslie Nielsen movies because they didn't feel like it was not a horror episode anymore. Where then it's just a Leslie Nielsen episode. And, it's, and what, it, again, it, Aaron's it okay, okay with that, but it, it, then again, it goes out from, okay, horror, and then it becomes comedy, you know? It was like a Leslie Nielsen comedy episode. And I didn't feel like that really fit... I was trying to figure out how we get more, you know, keep it more horror-related. So I figured, let's do... Th- three different horror spoofs and we can still include Leslie Nelson in there as well. Um, so I honestly, I'm kind of surprised. I thought for you, like I was really stunned. I, I kind of, I thought you'd be standing by this and like, you know, saying this is the, you know, grace movie and all that stuff. But uh, so you kind of agree with me then. It's not that not as good as you remember it being. And not maybe not as funny as um, I guess it was trying to be. It just tried too hard. It, it, I think
0: as its moments, it still has a special place in my heart. I still think it was very ambitious and actually holds water because they do use Linda Blair, yes. you know, who was, he who was like for the one of the most, arca- it's, it's, it's much, it's argued often that it is the scary. Exorcist is still the scariest movie ever made for a lot of people. A lot of people still hold it as. At least thug. critically.
1: It, yeah. At least critically acclaimed on this top. It's always exactly. like in a top three number, if not in the top, top spot for horror movies of all time.
0: So you have a horror movie that's like one of the gold standards of horror movies and you have their, their, their actress, you know, the, now granted she's grown up, but here she is same lady. Right. Same give, Giving it, giving it the goofs. you know? So that's, that's, that's pretty cool. I do like that.
1: Yeah. I mean, it'd be like if you got like, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis, the, you know, spoof Halloween later or right. like, or Nev Campbell to, you know, in the scary movie instead of Anna Faris, it was, you know, Nev Campbell or something. Um, but yeah, so, I mean, yeah, that was in that, that kind of helped it, you know, that did have, um, did help the movie having, having, uh, Linda Blair in it and playing that who, part.
0: Who it in either. She was doing the faces all crazy and she was into it, man. She seemed like she was having fun.
1: Yeah, I, I will say that I do think she was having some fun, but there's also times I didn't think she was doing that good. I was like, really, Linda Blair? I thought she was like, eh, I didn't really care for her in, in some scenes. Uh, she never like,
0: had a really good career after. I mean, she was a great child actress who could be, you know, a scary thing, but she never really did much. No host exorcist movies. Yeah, I can't I don't, think of anything else she was in. I, think I she a-
1: host. I know she was the host of like like on Sci Fi Network years and years and years ago. She was the host of some like um horror tv show where like uh they send like families in like you know with cameras in, into haunted locations and she'd just be like the host and voiceover of that um uh, but yeah otherwise yeah, i don't know really a whole lot of, about her film career after after this either so other than making a few cameo appearances here and there as you know exorcist right. jokes um all right so there's i guess that's it for repossessed for now let's uh Let's move. Let's turn back the clock now. Let's go back, and we'll do student bodies. Uh, this was released on August seventh of nineteen eighty one. So this is like a very, very eighties movie. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that in a moment for sure. Um, this one's rated R, which is really odd too, because there's zero gore, zero blood, zero nudity, and, vir- and like zero cursing in this movie at all. They actually they only say fuck once in the entire movie, and that's part of, part of a joke to break the fourth fourth wall. Um, but it's really weird for an, this movie to be rated R with no blood, no nudity, no sex, no violence. I, well, I guess it's a very minor off-screen violence. But it's really strange that this got an R rating. Um, and the reason they... Yep. And the only reason they wanted an R rating or they pushed to get an R rating is because they thought it would help him at the box office get that horror audience because all the horror movies at the time were R rated and doing very well in the box office. Um It's written by uh, Mikey Rose, directed by Mikey Rose and Michael Ritchie, um, produced by good old Alan Smithy, um, which at first I thought was part of the spoof of the movie, but there's actually a story behind that. Um, It stars Kristen Ritter, not that Kristen Ritter, not the Jessica Jones one, and has no relation to the famous Ritter family. Um, This was her one and only acting credit, so she's the one and done after this. Joe Flood, who coincidentally was... In Naked Gun, 33 and a third with Leslie Nielsen. uh, And then a bunch of other people in the cast that you've never heard of. So, um, some other things about this movie. Uh, The film was funded by Paramount because of the writer's strike that was going on in 1981. And they were just trying to uh, pump out as many non-union films as they could during the strike.
0: Just content, baby. Give me content.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Producer and director Michael Ritchie had his name removed from the film's (laughs) credits. So, as not to run into trouble with the Striking Writers Guild. Instead, screenwriter Mikey Rose was given on screen director's credit. And that's why I think the producer's credit was listed as Alan Smythe, which is the thing is when people take their names off a project, they just put up Alan Smythe or Smithy, yeah. I should say, Smithy. Um, and another and fun fact is during the movie, the breather, who is quote unquote like the killer in this, was as that's what Aaron was referring to. Uh, during the phone call and opening with the babysitter in the beginning of the movie, the phone's number on the on the plate that went on these old uh, rotillary phones, it used to have the phone number for that line on the phone. Uh, well, the, the phone, the, the number plate is clearly visible, and instead of using the fake 555 area, you know 555 number, uh, you can see the number is 7132705544, and that number is the current actual phone number. For the athletic sports bar in Houston, Texas. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, there's a fun little fact for you. So, if you want, to, you want to f- just call that number and start just breathe heavily <laughs> and just breathe deeply heavily into the phone. I guess. Um, uh, Rain wise, okay. IMDb gives it a five point six out of ten. It has a five percent, twenty five percent on the thermometer with a fifty three percent audience score. Amazon also gives it a four and a half out of five, and it has. With one fewer one story views than Repossessed. So uh, critically, and rate like this gets a be- had a better rating uh, than Repossessed did. Yeah. Um, in the box office, too, it also made a hair over $5 million at the box office. So performed uh-huh. better at the box office, too. Um, now, this one, unlike Repossessed, which was basically spoofing just The Exorcist, this one is a spoof on uh, more of the slasher genre. Now it's not it's not spoofing like particular movies that's not like Jason, Freddie, Halloween or, or any of those. It's just a slasher genre in general as well as spoofing. Um, so the few things I like about this movie is one it, it's definitely it's got a uh, kind of a who done it uh, aspect to it where you don't know who the killer is. you know it's, it's you know, so you you know trying to figure out who it is throughout the whole movie. Um, The jokes overall, I didn't think were as slapsticky. It was just more kind of odd behavior, just kind of some ridiculous things. But it wasn't as like, it wasn't like Leslie Nielsen, like using a rubber chicken as a speed bag, you know, or wasn't, you know, it wasn't like slapsticky as as much. Um, I did like the ongoing gags and jokes between the two handicapped guys, Uh, this blind guy and a dude in a wheelchair that keep kind of reoccurring throughout the movie. And there's some fun humor with those two that I liked. Um and I like that people were actually getting killed off in this one. Like Aaron said, in Repossessed, nobody dies, nothing really happens. Um, even though the the destinies were very lame with uh with very little with a whole lot of lack of blood and some pretty lame weapons, but that's part of the joke. Like one person gets killed with like a, a chalkboard eraser, another person gets killed with an eggplant. So I mean that's part of the, that that's what they're trying to make funny somehow, but yeah, but there were people at least on screen deaths um, with a whodunit feel to it. um, But, and I was into the movie at first, like when it first opened up with the babysitter scene, which is very Halloween esque very Halloween. Um, and I was into it like, all right, okay, let's go. And in fact, they do even say at one point, they, they, say, they say like um, on the screen it says Friday the 13th Halloween night. Jamie lee curse's birthday and i'm like that's <laughs> I'm like okay that's funny um but again as it went on and on i started getting more and more bored and the humor again was just so so but over the lack of nudity blood gore just kind of sped up my boredom especially since it's a spoof of slashers and slashers those are the key elements blood boobs and gore you know blood boobs well, I, and, uh, I got a, didn't have any of that. Uh, I got to say, they, I got to
0: give them a little bit of credit because the slasher is still relatively new at this time. That is true. I mean, it wasn't until, what, Black Christmas was the first, like guess, one of the very first slasher movies that really hit mainstream. And then it really caught fire with Halloween and Friday 13th. So this was 1981. This is yeah. all like, Yeah,
1: that Yeah, you, know, you know what, that's a really good point. That's a very good point I didn't think about because it was really before, like, in like, 84, 85, 86, 87, and there was, I guess, the heyday when those, those slasher kind of, Rules like yeah, there's, tits, there's blood, no, gore, all there's that. No, there's
0: no Freddy Krueger at this time, yeah. You know,
1: so that, that's a very good point to make, but uh, yeah, I just not having any of that was still kind of eh. and then, but I overall I think it was an okay movie for its time. Um, I would not go back and watch it again. Um, that said, though, but I would recommend watching it at least once if you're interested in kind of seeing where the early horror movie spoofs originated from like kind of the first horror movie spoof in my mind, I could be wrong, but it's probably this one. Um, I agree.
0: Yeah. So if
1: you want to see like the origins of horror spoof movies, maybe watch it for that, for like a film history. But I, I, other than that, I, I'm, I wouldn't go back and watch it again. I kind of like, okay, I've seen it. I can move on. I don't know. What, what what was your take on the movie? What, what do you like or dislike or?
0: I remember the first time watching this movie when I was about 10 12 years old and I actually thought it was a horror movie you know like I caught like I came in into into it 10 minutes late so I wasn't quite sure and then I I kind of had to agree with you Marshall I wasn't sure how much of a spoof it was it had some jokes and stuff but then it had kills and the who done it aspect was a lot of fun as well yes so I actually I didn't really realize it was a horror like a spoof horror movie till about halfway through watching it. I thought it was just like I'm like okay that was pretty corny okay that was pretty silly Oh, oh these silly guys. Oh, <laughs> you know, but then again, I'm twelve ten, twelve years old. But I I enjoyed it. I think it's I think for its time it was the very one of the very first ever horror booth movies. It was fun. It wasn't now we've already had movies like Airplane, uh, that have come out and Kentucky Fried. I think Kentucky Fried Movie also was out of the time. So there has been slapstick off out the ass at this time. So that was already happening. Yeah. They didn't go that route. And I almost wish they kind of would have gone a little bit harder towards the slapstick. Cause I kind of like that stuff, but it was still fun. It was still, it was still, I still enjoy it. And I still kind of give them credit for being a first time horror spoof.
1: Um, yeah. I'm sorry. Go on.
0: Daniel was very, very young at the time.
1: Yeah. And th- I mean, there are things about that movie I did like, um, like I said, I do give, yeah, the who done aspect was nice. Um, uh, the kill, people getting killed. Um, there were some ongoing gags again with the, the killer always stepping in bubble gum and getting bitching yeah. about where's all this gum coming from, which is kind of funny. Um, the, the shop teacher who's obsessed with wooden horsehead bookends, which is, is interesting. Kind of fun character at times. He's, he's interesting. Don't,
0: don't they use one as a murder weapon.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the first kills, <laughs> like the second killer. First or second kill is like a horse, wooden horsehead bookend. Um, so, and there's also, I thought it was kind of funny. Like, like they do play off the fact that like the, um, the, the college kid, or high school kid and their high school in this one, uh, even though they clearly look like they're in their thirties, but, um, yeah. but like, they always play off like how, how horny the kids are. And like, I, at first I didn't know if it was intentional, or not, but I found it really funny. Like the things that they would say, like, would like turn the guys on. He was like, once they're at a funeral, like, Oh, don't you know, funerals get me hot. Let's go have sex in the car. And then like, <laughs> Then there's later, like, ooh, parades give me hot. Let's go have sex in the float or <laughs> something. It's, like, the weirdest things that are turning these people on, which I thought actually was kind of funny. I thought that was um, a good good joke, if that was the case. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, overall, I think it's worth... I I, I would suggest, if you had to watch over-repossessed, because at least it's more history, film history-related, like, you know, the, the first of its kind. There is a bit of a whodun aspect to it. Um, but, I don't know. It, it is what it is. You know, it's not... I don't know. Make your own, make up your own opinion on this one, I guess. But uh, so, with anything, I guess we'll move on now to uh, a scary movie. Uh, now, this one, most people probably know. Definitely, probably, it's probably the most popular or at least most well known of the ones we're talking about today. This was released on July seventh of two thousand. Um, it's rated R. It's written by Sean Wayne's, Marlon Wayne's, Buddy Johnson, Phil Bowman, Jason Friedberg, Friedberg, and Aaron Seltzer. Directed by Keenan Ivy Raines. And uh, one of the producers is good old Mister Sexual Harassment himself, Harvey Weinstein, <laughs> uh, was a producer on this. Um, now, by far, this has the best cast of all the movies. Uh, definitely, most well-known cast. Uh, it's got Anna Fa- Anna Ferris. Uh, Anna Ferris. Anna uh, is yeah. our main lead. Most people know her. She's a household name by now. Uh, also, Carmen Electra's in it. It's got John Abraham's. From Meet the Parents and the two thousand five remake of House of Wax, along with the faculty, uh, Regina Hall, Marlon Wayne, Sean Waynes, Lachlan Munro, who might not be the name you recognize, but you know the guy because he's been in like what was it uh, Road Trip or, or so many like uh, early two thousand comedies. He's like this, he's yeah. always like the, the angry guy or like the hyped up jock. He's very recognizable in that time period. Uh, yeah, but- campus that's it the, yes thank you I
0: fucking love that movie that's also another movie I really really like
1: um, Shannon Elizabeth is in it Sherry O'Terry from Saturday Night Live Kurt Fuller Dave Sheridan who's in Ghost World Adele rejects Haunted House one and two um, and then to bring it back to uh, some more spoofs we got Rick Duco, Ducommon, du, Ducommon? I. it's a really weird name pronounced uh, but he was in Spaceballs so another spoof related yeah. one Groundhog's Day with Bill Murray The Burbs and Encino Man. So he's a very good comedic actor. Uh, he played the dad, Sydney, uh, Anna Ferris's dad. And I loved him. I love that character in this movie. Yeah. Um, so, again, everybody knows this movie spawned a buttload of sequels that, in my opinion, just got worse and worse. I, I, I just, I never, I gave up watching after, I think, the second it became,
0: one. It became a franchise.
1: Yeah, it became a giant franchise. The
0: spoof, the spoof of horror movies actually spawned a franchise yes. of horror movies that's pretty incredible
1: yeah it really is like it, and and then after the scary movie franchise wrapped up and then it moved on to like like I said the Waynebros did the haunted house spoof movies which was oh yeah which those were basically a spoof of like the, the I think of like the paranormal activity shit. like that, that's what they focused on those so the, they were I ghost see movies white people. Uh, yeah uh, yeah that one uh, I, I never watched any of those but because I gave up on horror spoofs at that point um but this movie by far the biggest box office or budget. It had nineteen million dollar budget. Nineteen million dollars. Wow. Um, Aaron, do you would you like to play a, a little game of uh, you know guess the budget? They yeah. spent how much? No, the budget game. <laughs> you
0: know I want to do it.
1: All right. What do you want to guess is the box office? What did it make? What did this movie make? Do you think the
0: fact that it made it cost nineteen million to make, and I had the feeling they made, they they made their nut. I'm gonna say sixty million dollars. Now is this this total? This is total.
1: This is total. Not opening week. This is total.
0: Total. Okay.
1: Um, I wish I had a better sound clip here for you, but uh, all
0: right, uh, I'm gonna say twenty-five million dollars.
1: You, you, all right, you uh, went twenty five million for their box 20, office. Uh,
0: twenty
1: five. Man, I would I would say, Noah, you blew your wallet. You came in so under. You ready for this insane number? Nineteen million dollar budget. This motherfucking movie made two hundred seventy eight million dollars at the box office. Two hundred seventy eight million on a fucking horror spoof movie at a at the box office in two thousand no gr-
0: wonder they made a franchise
1: exactly no wonder but again this is coming off half like this the stream movies which is what spawned the new era of horror movies and they it spawned it. this is basically a spoof of scary movie this one like the other ones like repossessed with exorcist scream with slashers in general this one basically just spoofs scream and i know what you did last summer Yeah. and then a yeah. with a little bit of the matrix thrown in at the very very end lame uh, um ratings <laughs> ratings for this Every fucking spoof
0: movie around that time, the late '90s, early 2000s, right? Whenever, whenever fucking Matrix came out, they spoofed
1: the shit up, yep. dude. You couldn't throw a fucking stone without hitting a Matrix spoof, man. Everybody's doing the the bullet time and the backwards dodge, and it's everybody's doing that shit.
0: You couldn't throw a red pill or a blue pill. Without no, you could
1: it. not. Um, so rating wise, on the IMDb gives a 6.2 out of 10. Has a 53% on the thermometer with a 43% audience score. Again, has a four and a half out of five on Amazon, where 73% of the reviews are five stars, with only five percent being one star. So by far, this is the most highly rated of the spoof movies we're talking about today.
0: People fucking love this movie.
1: Yeah, and I would say by far for me, it was the certainly the most entertaining of the three for me. Uh, I think I actually kind of enjoyed this one a little bit. Um, I'm not sure if I'd watch it again anytime soon, but of the three, we did by far, it's definitely the one I would pick to watch again of the three. Um, I,
0: I I'm going to have to agree with you there. I was pleasantly surprised. I remember kind of like I remember watching it when it came out. Yes. You know um, what was it? What, what year did it come out? 2000.
1: 2000. I remember watching a VHS. Yeah, when it came out in 2000. Yeah, I yeah, did too. So
0: I'm like 20 years old. Yep. Um, and you know I'm. Twenty twenty one 21 years old and I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. Okay. Right on. Yeah. Okay. Woo. You know, just went on with it. I was, you know, young, dumb and full of testosterone, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, I watched it once and I remember liking it, but after watching it again, it still holds up, man. Yeah. I think,
1: I, it up. I think it holds up too. Um, Now again, I'm not speaking of any of the sequels. I'm just talking about the first one. Um, I'm sure the sequels, Maybe number two might be okay, but after that, I I don't think I ever watched anything past number two in this in this franchise. But um, uh, also, I will say, except the, only thing, the one thing I hate about this movie the most was Marlon Wayans in this movie. Yes. I fucking hated him in this movie. Yes. Uh, his yes. character is shorty. I hate him so fucking much. He's so annoying. I was praying for him to get killed. Now, again, it's a spoof movie, so everything's over the top. So I'm I'm, I'm, starting, I'm assuming he was going for an over-the-top character, but God damn, do I hate this character. And it angers me so much. There are probably people out there in the world who loved him. So like, oh, he was the best in this movie. He's my favorite part of that movie was Marlon Wayans. Like, no, stop it. He's the worst in this movie. <laughs> the worst.
0: I like how you're like scolding him like am like, he's a dog. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> And it was, it was, dude. I'm right there with you. He was the worst. Is over the act, like over the top laughing, like (laughs) just all the time. Like he didn't have, he didn't have, he only had one gag, and that was his crazy laugh. Yeah, annoying laugh. Kind of funny, and then laugh all crazy. And like people would laugh at that. It's like that's not funny. No, it's fucking annoying. Not funny, dude. The one, the fucking Wayne's brother who stole the show was fucking Sean Wayne. Yes.
1: And let's talk. First of all, I want to apologize for this weird soundbite you just heard because I accidentally pushed a button on my soundboard. Did not mean to play that. So I apologize for that weird audio glit. Um, I was trying to play something else and I fucked it up. Anyway, let's talk about Sean Wayne because he in this movie has an ongoing joke through the whole movie is that he's dating Regina Hall or Hill Hill Hall. I'll forget her name. Um, Regina Hall. Um, but they keep, they keep the whole movie they keep like playing out or insinuating like, that he's actually gay. You know, he's doing all these games. He's like, does this does this shirt make me look gay? No. Like, okay. And then he tucks it up, a ties over his to show his stomach. He's like, well, how about now? Or in uh, all, he's talking about like, banging guys, and he and he's trying to have sex with Gina Hall, and she ends up making her put on his football uniform so she looks like a dude instead. Uh, and it it just plays out this whole movie the room, that
0: way. Like slapping their ass with a towel. It's like last one's in, Ratnay. Right yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Locker room. See, he's he's the best in this. He's really good. Um, and then at the end, like spoilers, he's one of the killers and, uh, the other killer, cause it's spook, it's scream. So there's two killers. His partner is like, uh, talking about how, yeah, man, when we took that trip to San Francisco, it really woke me up and you know, I found out I'm gay and like, you know, I really loved you. And it was, and it was like, Sean Wayne's like, dude, I'm not gay. What are you talking about? I'm not gay. And he's like, what, what do you mean? And so the straight guy turned gay think, yeah, it was, it's, it's pretty well done. It's pretty funny uh, Anna Faris, I also think does a really good job in this movie as well. There's some moments where she'd her kind of playing it serious and like dead. there's some really good moments with Anna Faris in this movie that I thought were really funny as well. Um, another gag that's, um, you see it a lot, but it was kind of funny. And this one is the, 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 the crazy overgrown, uh, Bush, I'm like, like yeah. pubic hair that Anna Faris has. And the guy gets out like the weed trimmers and does all this stuff. And, um, but it, it's surprisingly the best one. Uh, the fat girl trying to get through the, the, the pet door in the garage. Um, <laughs> uh, that girl actually, I forget her name, but, uh, that girl actually went on to have a decent career <laughs> doing other stuff too. Um, but over by far, this is the most entertaining, man. They, they do a really good job of including elements from, um, I know what you did last summer and scream and combine them together. Um, and, and spoofing it really well. The father's hilarious. I love the father yeah. character in this movie, who's like, like talking about selling drugs. Like, hey, you know the c- cops come. You know, you like telling his daughter, like, hey, if the cop comes, you don't know me. <laughs> you like, yeah. Yeah. and remember to flush the stash and do it. Like, and she's like, yeah, dad, no, of course, no problem. Um, now before you sell it, you step on it and cut it with what <laughs> baking
0: soda? Yeah, not baking
1: flour, baking soda. <laughs> 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 yeah. But- I-
0: this spoof does such... I mean, it does a great homage to Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer. Just the opening sequence with Carmen Electra. I mean, because that so is good. a very iconic horror movie opening with Drew Barrymore yeah. being killed off. Everyone's like, oh, Drew Barrymore is in this movie. Oh, my God, she's killed in the first five minutes. Holy shit. And they did a great job of just giving it ham. Just yeah. hamming it.
1: I love the scene. Like, that opening scene. there's so There's three things about that that are so good. One... um when she's on the phone, she's like, you know, I got your boyfriend outside or something like that. And she told, and, and it's a guy dressed like Prince. And, uh, she's like, yes. that's not my boyfriend, but I fucked him once. <laughs> uh, so because of fucked Carmel- <laughs> Prince. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like, uh, the scene where, you know, she's running, you know, she's the Baywatch babe from that. So she runs to the sprinkler in her underwear and she stops to rub down her tits in the water and all this stuff. Yeah. and, and and then he sta- she gets stabbed in the chest, and he pulls out the knife, and her, her breast implants on the end of the knife. Uh, so good. And then when her parents, she's like, Mom, Dad. And the parents are coming home, and she's like, Mom, Dad, stop. And we see the dad drive and just plows the car right into Carmen Lechter. She goes flying over the car. And then we see the mom head pop up from below. The, so she's giving the dad road head while she's driving, and the dad just pushes her head back down there and says, that was nothing. Keep going. Like, <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, I mean, it was the just... opening
0: scene is fantastic, Because yeah. It was well done, it sets the mood right off the bat, like, Oh, you're in for a fucking ride. Because it does a great job of matching the intensity and I guess the unexpected nature that Scream had with its opening,
1: yes, yeah. I mean, it, it kind of brought back the uh, the, you know, I'm not saying it was a certain, I'm not gonna say it was the first movie, but it definitely made the, that cold open that opening kill famous like after that it seemed like almost every movie started doing opening with that that opening kill and then they'd go into the crash and then start telling the story um so i mean that, that really became made a staple in my mind because of the Scream movie and they did and again they parodied it very very well in this yeah um i thought they did a great job uh what else can i say uh, the again the jokes were the jokes were good. I, and of course, I, I love the uh, uh, when Regina Hall gets killed in the theater, she's like the one person who doesn't get killed by the killer. She gets killed by a mob of angry movie because yeah. she won't shut the fuck up in the theater, <laughs> which was hilarious because they're playing on the part that black people talk too much in the theater. So everybody starts throwing popcorn at her and she gets up to leave and everybody. Like this old lady starts stabbing her and then they just pass this round the knife around. Or everybody has a knife and everybody just stabs her as she's walking down the aisle. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> I'm like that's great. Yeah, this movie was really good for a spoof. And like I said, I normally hate spoof movies, but this one I w- I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, I someday I I definitely probably maybe watch it again. Maybe not. You know, I'm not gonna watch them on a regular scale. Like it's not my, gonna be my go-to. I you know gotta watch it over and over again. But it's definitely worth the watch if you haven't seen it yet. It's definitely of the three my highest pick to go watch this one first. Yeah, by I far. Would agree.
0: Really nice to revisit it, especially being someone kind of from that era. Um, you know, and it's dude, I don't know about you, Sherry O'Terry. Oh,
1: Sherry O'Terry is good in it too, kind of hot. She was kind of hot because we're so used to her inspiring Live playing these the weird characters, like the, like the weird cheerleader. And like, the, the, uh, there was another character she did that was famous, she had glasses on and like weird hair, and she's like,
0: huh, yeah. Uh,
1: but in this one, she's playing like a kind of like a, 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 a bitchy sex. Pot news report. She's playing the Courtney Cox character, basically. She's the Courtney Cox uh Gail. Thunderstorm or something like that. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Gail Weatherstorm,
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh well, Courtney Cox I thought it was Gail Weathers or something like that. And she's like, yeah, it's something weird, but she's the Courtney Cox character. Um and then, you know, we have instead of Dave Arquette, we have Dave Sheridan who plays uh Officer Doofus, uh yeah, who's yeah, who looks more like he should be? Like, and he looks like he should be a Jim Carrey character from like the Ace Ventura days. He looks like I'm almost surprised they didn't get Jim Carrey to play that part. Um, but uh, again, you know everything was fine. It was good. Sean Wayne crushes it in, in, in his part. There's a, some really good humor uh, without being over the top all the time. Uh, except for fucking Marlon Wayne, so that guy can just get shot of a fucking cannon to the moon. For you know, in my opinion, uh, I hate. God, I hate that movie. Him in this movie so much, um, but uh, yeah, it's it, it's sound, man. It, I'm so, as I'm talking, I'm like maybe I should go watch it again. But uh, it's yeah, I don't know. I got much more to say about without just uh, rambling on, and talking in circles at this point. So, um, like anything else you want to say, man, or wrap it up here?
0: I mean, I was pleasantly surprised with the performance on Scary Movie. I had a good time watching it, kind of like what you were saying. Um, but if I, I'm not ready to t- finish talking about horror spoof movies because there is a few things I do want to say really quick, right? Okay, uh, but, but overall, scary movie, um, <laughs> a lot better than I thought it would be. I was very happy and surprised with it.
1: Yeah, I agree. 100%. Now, the, the,
0: the sequels that it spawned, I remember watching Scary Movie 2, I think, uh, maybe even number three, and it was, I'm like, this is so forced, like, it just didn't have. 'Cause I was excited this is what it was, a scary movie too. I was excited to see it again. Yeah. Um yeah. and it had Ann Yes. had other characters back. Marlon Waynes' character was back. Even though I hated him, he was still back, you know, but it's like you know, there was continuity. Um and man, it just felt ugh, you know. I agree. Like I... They had lightning in a bottle the first time with this one because they had such two good horror movies to play off of with Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer. And they tried to play off those sequels, but it just didn't didn't get me there.
1: Yeah. I agree. Like I was I, I I pre I think I remember I'm pretty sure I watched number two because I remember watching number one and enjoying it back then. Like, okay, I'll watch number two because that Anna is coming back. And I don't remember much about it. I couldn't really tell you anything. I don't remember any scenes from it. I mean, I don't remember if I liked it or if it sucked. It probably sucked. I just remember
0: not liking it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But I mean I watched because of Anna Ferris. And I think after number two they sw- Anna Ferris didn't come back. I think they replaced her with somebody else. And, and and three on is like, I don't think I've ever even watched them. I don't think I ever watched anything past number two. Um, yeah. But, but over like in horror, so horror spoofs in general, you wanted to talk about them in, in general. Yeah. Um, I mean, so
0: I, I want to talk about horror, like just comedy in general in a horror movie. Now we're, we've covered the horror spoofs. So it's, it's obvious humor, like humor first, comedy first then followed by you know horror or horror elements or a horror homage if you will but there are a few movies that ride that line between humor and horror and it comes out perfect and i'm thinking of Shaun of the dead it's a great great combination of horror and humor another movie that kind of does that cabin in the woods great combination of horror but, and humor okay it's been it years since it.
1: i've seen cabin in the woods so you have to refresh me i don't remember being a whole lot of humor in that movie uh i do it yeah, strong and dead very vividly stands out as yeah i mean that was a comedy movie to me that was more comedy with horror elements is a comedy zombie movie i don't consider it a horror movie um cabin in the woods i remember when it came out i thought okay this is gonna be a horror movie I don't remember being a whole lot of humor. Grand, I haven't seen the movie in since it came out. Like, since, so what? Really? Ten years? Yeah, oh, it's been. A l- I need man. to go. It's on my list of movies to go back and rewatch, but it, I I have not seen it in years, uh, so I can't speak. Dude, the real- guys
0: who work in the office who are like releasing the the. It's like it's got great like office humor. Okay, yeah, those guys. Have, like, a-
1: I remember that. Yeah okay yeah
0: that's the that's that's the funniest part that's the best part when they're talking about like they have like a dead pool. they're like okay who had killer mermaids and it's like oh you know so and so didn't make it you know who had killed redneck zombies woohoo you win the pool you know they they give them the money it's it's shit like that that's so fun like it just it you're it's scary it's intense and all of a sudden you get these guys just cutting it up and like having beers and celebrating and you know making bets and laughing at the misfortune and the murder of these people it was a lot of fun you know it kind of like brought you back to life it kind of gave you a good laugh um, so yeah Cabin in the Woods I definitely think Cabin in the Woods and Shaun of the Dead are two of my favorite movies um, I would say Cabin in the Woods probably a little more horror but I still think Shaun of the Dead does enough horror to make it a horror movie
1: I don't remember anything uh, in the horror, like, being horror, like, other than zombies. I don't remember there being a whole lot of jump scares or scary moments. It was just those two guys running around England or wherever trying to get their girlfriend and they get to the When's the last pub. time you
0: saw that?
1: I don't know. Again, it's been years. But I remember them, like, throwing records at zombies and hitting them with, like, cricket bats. And then uh, I remember When's the, the last time you saw it. I, I just said it's been years. So I'm just saying I don't remember a whole lot. Oh, I remember no, more. No, I remember no more. I remember more comedy than horror movie in in that one. How many
0: times have you seen it?
1: Two, maybe three times? Oh,
0: Jesus fucking Christ. We can't have this conversation. (laughs) This is something I think I watched maybe twice a year. It's so good. I still think it stands up today as one of the best blends of horror and comedy.
1: Okay. Um, Fair enough. I'm just, I'm I'm not saying.
0: They do a great job of bringing the funny. But when it comes to, like, serious moments, like when they have to kill his mom again and she becomes a zombie and he's crying, he's fucking weeping. You know, Simon Pegg is fucking killing it. He's selling the emotion. And you're like, Jesus Christ, that's got to be so hard to do. You know, it's it's and then not too long later, it does like a funny fucking dick joke, but it works. It's not forced. It works so well. Marshall, watch that movie again. First of all, I'm not saying it's
1: not a good movie. Let me say that. I'm not saying it is a good movie. I just don't remember that much horror aspect of it. I remember more of it for comedy than horror. That's all I'm saying. Um,
0: It's a shame.
1: Now, as far as comedy and horror goes. I'm not
0: mad at you, Marshall. I'm not mad at you. I'm just disappointed.
1: (laughs) I think there's, there's I don't say, I'm not going to say that ugh, comedy doesn't have a place in horror movies. And, you know, every now and then you need the comedic relief or you need, you know, the moment to lighten the mood and kind of give you the breather. Um, and that, that, honestly, that's one of the rules of drama and theater too. You know, you can't, it can't just be all intense. You got to have the let the audience breathe a bit and let them uh, relax for a minute. Um, so yeah, you need some comedy here and there. But I, I, sometimes I think, I just think it, a lot of times it misses the mark. it's It's a very hard line to, walk or, you know, in, in horror movies. Cause I, I think either it's it, most of it ends up being over the top with the comedy or it's, it just falls flat. Like there's very little times where I think they f- get that balance just the right amount of humor in horror movies uh, uh, to, to balance it out. Now, again, like if it's a bad b- movie and their intensity being bad then the humor comes from that, if it's done right, I mean, I'll go back to terror. Blood fart lake is a terrible horror movie but it's more, almost more comedy because that movie is insane and the writing and things that people are saying are so outrageous and it worked for me. That that movie is hilarious. And I highly recommend people watch that one if they haven't. If, if, th- if you can get through the first 10 minutes and the obnoxious characters and you start realizing what it is, that movie is funny as fuck and really good. It, it's, it's great. Um, but again, that's more comedy than horror, but it's still an interesting movie. I don't know. I just... I'm okay. I mean, you're going to have, you're always going to have some character moment or issue, you know, some comedic thing in the horror movies pop up and that's fine. It's just a matter of, will it work? You know, do the writers or director, are they able to pull it off properly without it falling flat or being over the top, finding that balance? Yeah.
0: I, I think that uh, there's a particular franchise that kind of got lost in the humor aspect of uh, the horror part. They look, they found more humor instead of horror and that was uh, nightmare on
1: elm street. I I was about to say if you don't say that I will. Yeah, the first movie absolutely scary, great, love the first one. Second one, meh. but then once they hit 3 from 3 on, it just became nothing but like bitch joke. It just became more almost more comical than human, than scary. Like it's frightened. it was no longer scary. He was cracking jokes, one-liners. And killing people in really mostly in ridiculous ways or something like that. So I agree well, no, I think Number
0: three, I still think number three was a good scary horror movie. Had a little humor here and there, but overall that was a that
1: was a good. No, don't get me wrong. Number three thing. is one of my favorite. One and three are yeah. my favorites. So Dream Warriors is awesome. Hell, we did on the shows our watch long. We loved it so much. But I'm saying, I would
0: say number four beyond, and especially like the, the the deeper they got, you know, the Power Glove kill. Yeah. Um, you know the Super Freddy, uh, you know they're they're just got a little too corny. Yeah, you know. And he's, um, spot- like he's cracking like jokes,
1: he- jokes and one liners. And once you know, once we had the you know that in number, I said number three because that's the one that kind of gave birth to the whole bitch thing. Like, welcome to primetime, bitch. And then it became, you know, let's make try to make a funny one liner with every kill. You know, let's you know yeah. now I'm playing with or I'm now I'm killing with power, the power glove, or you know, you know, you know all that. You, yeah. It became more of a you know, yeah, more comical than scary at that point.
0: So, I agree, I agree. I tell you what, I'm totally with you. To do. I do think that there needs to be, I think you've nailed it on the head when you're saying you gotta let the audience breathe. I think that every horror movie needs at least one moment of a little bit of levity, it doesn't have to be a fucking pie in the face, yeah, but just something to let you just kind of go, oh, okay. All right, you know, because otherwise it's like you're just getting you know bludgeoned about the head and shoulders with horror. Some people like that, but I mean, at the end of the day, I don't think that really makes a good movie. Yeah, you I gotta mean, I... have something, some you know, some charm or some fun to it here and there. And that's why I think Cabin in the Woods and uh Shaun of the Dead are two great examples of really blending the two, but still kind of coming out as a, you know, a. a you got something out of the movie.
1: Uh, yeah. Okay. I, actually, I do want, but Kevin in the Woods is the one I plan on watching. I need to get to it sooner because we've actually off, off air, we've been off, off the podcast. We've been talking about that one. That's been popping up a lot in our conversations. Uh, and it's making me want to go back and watch it. Um, but so, yeah, I mean, I don't know like what do you guys take on it? If you have opinions on it, feel free to, you know, send us your opinions on, on comedy and horror or horror spoofs. Do you like yeah, it? There, I, are
0: there are there any are there any particular horror spoofs that you really love? I know we talk about Dracula Dead and loving it, and I know there's other ones out there, but like, and but I, like, yeah, really the like? Haunted
1: House ones. Uh, there's so many spoofs. Uh, it's just what what's your opinion on? It? Like, I personally overall do not like them. I think most I like them. I most of them. other love the scary movie. I think most of them they're a waste of time. I I don't either. I would rather watch a comedy movie or watch watch a horror movie. I don't like spoofs. Just because I think most, like especially like Repossessed, where the jokes are so slapstickish that I'm like, ugh, I just, where I feel like I'm watching a goddamn cartoon or something like that, that like that just, I don't know, it's not for me, not my thing, uh, most of the time. If it's done as well, as a man
0: who likes cartoons, I still like Repossessed. Hey, I love my cartoons Mar- too. I still watch them. Marshall's I just, uh... a stick in the mud. Oh
1: yeah. fuck you! You know what? Get off my lawn. And give me back my frisbee, you fucker. No, I'm keeping <laughs> your frisbee. I'm keeping your frisbee. Get off my lawn. Uh, so uh, yeah, I don't know. That's our take. Um, if you want, let's send us a, you know, shoot some uh, emails or or text, you know, Instagram stuff and Facebook us and let us know what you think on 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 spoofs and comedy and horror. Uh, I'll give you some other opinions. Uh, so, but I think we're gonna wrap it up. Right? This was just gonna be a little mini, just a little fun conversation, talk about spoofs, and then we'll be back with uh an official episode in just a couple of days, and then we're, we're to kick off our Halloween, um month of Halloween yeah, movies this we're, is, it's this it's time so it's we're kicking our off.
0: first our first move our first uh recording of October so happy October to you, team yes
1: friend. this is the time this is this is our favorite part because we have ho- we have ho- a month of Halloween movies then we have some well uh, no, November kind of brings some weird ones nobody used to be Thanksgiving movies but we kind of ran out of those so now it's gonna be some weird probably some weird shit I can find and then then we go into Aaron's favorite time with all the Christmas horror movies so Fuck this, yeah, baby, these next October, November, December, these three months are some of our favorite times of the year. We, we always have some really good ones and fun times with these episodes. So we're look, Absolutely. really looking forward to that.
0: Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. And so happy October to you. Happy to October to all the moon Goons out there. And Marshall, before we wrap it up, is yeah. there like, I know we've talked about this before you have a hard time finding uh, a free moment here and there to watch uh, a, a, just a horror movie for fun, yes. or a horror TV show for fun. Yeah. Last year, you did not get a chance to watch Halloween. This year, are you going to book? Talk to us now. Are you going to book some time to just sit down and watch Halloween?
1: Um. You know, here's what I was thinking. Um. I'm trying to. Yes. Uh. It might not be the original, which for for like 20 plus years, like every year, I'd wa- I'd make time to watch like. Halloween, the first time we're to maybe even do a marathon of the entire Halloween series. Um, obviously, I don't have time for that now. So what I'm, what I'm wanting to do is probably at least watch Halloween, but I'd like to also go back and re-watch um, Halloween 2018. Uh, I'd like to go back and yes. rewatch watch because I've, I've watched it, but I've only watched it once. I, I want to go back and watch it again because I was thinking when we get closer to Halloween, if we can squeeze it into the schedule, I'd like to do maybe, possibly if we can, do that as a watch long for our Patreon page. Um, like right around, we'll have our regular episode and then do a Halloween 2018 watch long, um, for our Patreon listeners. Uh, that's something I'd like to do, but I'd like to be able to watch it again first before I do it for the watch long. So I'm not just sitting there watching it the whole time, not talking about it or (laughs) making comments about it. Right, right, Right. I'm hoping to get that in. Yes, I'm trying to.
0: Well, that's great. I'm glad to hear that because, uh, I'm I've kind of kicked off my Halloween already. I'm watching um, Castle Rock season two. Uh, that's the one that talks it like kind of takes the Kathy Bates character from uh, Misery and throws her into the mo- the the modern day. It's bef- before when she was still young, so it's it's modern day taking that character in Stephen King world. There's Salem's Lot that's involved. Shawshanks down the road. So far, so good. I'm enjoying it.
1: Awesome. Uh, yeah, I've heard oh, about. And- yeah, go on. Um, so go ahead. No, I was saying I've heard of the Castle Rock stuff. Um, and uh, I've been again, it's a bit, it's been in my like Hulu queue for a long time. But again, just trying to find time to get to it. Uh, because most of the time, my time is spent watching fucking Vampirina, Puppy Dog Pals, and you know Doc McStuffins, and Frozen and Frozen Two. That's basically consists of my day with my daughter. <laughs> um, all the time, and by the time she goes to bed, I'm tired, I end up going to bed, so I don't really stay up, you know, when I could have me time, I'm like, fuck, I'm going to sleep. Uh, But I'm trying to find stuff in, so. Oh,
0: all right, yeah, I totally agree. So, before we wrap up, I do want to plug one thing. Um, This Monday, uh, next, this coming Monday, next week, uh, I'm going to be doing a Buffy retrospective with Cincinnati Jeff from Here Comes the Spooky podcast. I should have said this at the beginning of the show, but if you guys aren't listening to Here Comes the Spooky podcast, you're doing something wrong. Tune into them to your second favorite podcast. Here Comes the Spooky is doing a great job. And we're, me and Cincinnati Jeff are going to sit down and talk Buffy the first couple episodes. And we're going to be doing like a, a little retrospective here and there on Buffy. So should be kind of fun. Uh, should be coming out in the next couple, you know follow here comes a spooky there's going to be on their channel so it should be fun it should be something we're doing soon it should be a good time
1: all right well there you have it all right guys i hope you like this little uh, conversation uh, i know it's a little something different but like i said we'll be back with a regular episode in just a few days so keep an eye out for that um thanks for listening guys we appreciate you love you you know what to do watch more horror movies and remember to always keep it tight